0: This episode of Christmas Countdown is brought to you by Countdown Network. From Disney to theater to Christmas, parenting, and beyond, Countdown Network is your home for the top-ranked countdown podcasts in the world.
1: Christmas, everybody. Welcome back to the Christmas Countdown Show. Up top. Season three. We are back, everybody. This is episode number three of season three. Three on three here. I like this. My name is uh, Eric Peterson. I'm here with my good buddy Danny Jordan. Hello. We're going to be counting down some very fun things today. Festively fun. Festively fun. Today, we are doing our top 10 Christmas movie characters. Ooh. So, we did a supporting characters in the past, but this is. Any character is fair game, and we'll talk more about that when we get to the countdown.
0: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm very excited about this one today, and I I even wore like a Christmas, well, a not-so-Christmas character shirt today. You know, there's a hot debate, Eric, that goes on over a specific movie. Oh, God. That movie? Die Hard. Die Hard. Yeah. Some people swear. They're like, this is a Christmas movie. Not. Not a Christmas movie. Not a Christmas movie. So we created this merch to celebrate that uh, Die Hard is not... A Christmas movie. It's got Hans Gruber here
1: on the front. It looks spectacular. And we also, just because we we both feel that Die Hard is not a Christmas movie. Not a Christmas movie, no. But we know that some of you out there do feel like it's a Christmas movie. So we do have an option That says Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Equal opportunity. Yes, absolutely.
0: Whatever you're into, we celebrate around here at Christmas Countdown. We love to do these little like, you know, cute, sweet little messages on shirts. And a perfect example of that is on
1: Eric's show here today as well. I'm wearing some new merch. It says, there's no business like snow business. (laughs) And it's got this sort of like marquee lights. This is perfect for me as a theater guy. I love it. So, yeah. Check out, we got a bunch of new stuff in, in I the merch love store. all this new merch that yes. we have
0: going. So if you want to check it all out, go to christmascountdownshow.com. Yep. Check out all the merch. And while you're looking up our merch, go to our social media pages. Please we do. are on Instagram and TikTok at Christmas Countdown Show. We are at X-mas Pod on the X. Yes. And full episodes, friends, are up on our YouTube page. Go to youtube.com slash Countdown Network, and you can check out all the full episodes, not just from this season, but past seasons, plus our spinoff show, Disney Countdown, with the Magical Millennial and the Dapper Danielle. All their episodes are there, too, so tons of content for the people to be consuming It is in the world there.
1: It is. Um, Danny, how was your weekend?
0: My weekend,
1: oh my gosh. Uh,
0: So I pulled back the dad curtain here a little bit. So I I said to Eric um, before we started recording today, I was like, I'm really stressed out about decorating my house for christmas this year yeah why it never stresses me out yeah you love it. it's therapeutic i'm out there i got the music blaring i bring out like a speaker sure last year i had this like little jbl shout out to jbl who doesn't sponsor but if they want to sure we'll take it they have this little clip speaker mm-hmm. that's round you know it's maybe i like, have one of
1: those i put it on my vespa yeah.
0: Because my Vespa doesn't have a radio, but when I'm riding, I like to listen to you it. You throw it there. Yeah. Boom. Premium sound. Yeah. Love it. So I will hook it because it's got like a little carabiner on it. I'll hook it to the loop on, you know, where my, my belt goes. Yeah. So that way, when I'm climbing on the roof, I always got Christmas tunes. You. I don't have to worry about the speaker falling off. Sure. Super cool. Again, not an ad for JPL. I'm hitting too many talking points here for them. But it's a super therapeutic experience yeah. for me. Well, yesterday I, I noticed my wife like will leave like lists around the house of things she wants to do. Sure. And sometimes some of them feel like they may be like for me. Right. And maybe like the reason it's left around the house it's is for because you I am supposed to find it. But I saw like take down Halloween decorations. <laughs> okay. And I was like, well, that's a Danny thing. Sure. That's a Danny thing. So I got down the Halloween decorations last night and we don't have a ton. Like we have a couple like scarecrows and like these little like metal pumpkin lantern things you put little lights in super cute and i put them out on like the little porch in front of our house looks super cute well we have a two-year-old yeah and she was so obsessed with taking every little item and throwing it into the grass taking it back into the house putting the pumpkin in like because i had these little like fake pumpkins and she kept putting them into the lanterns she's like where did it go and i was like oh man is this gonna be what christmas is i think everything's like.
1: gonna have to be up or <laughs> but if you got because i know you have a lot of inflatables I as so do many. I, you may have to put like you should get like a mini um like caution tape and just make it like you know just two feet in the air or a foot in the air and just kind of wrap it around your whole lawn yes. so that riley you say riley i'm sorry you can't but the police said we can't go in there yeah she's too. she won't you know, listen to that she
0: will you have not met like two-year-old version of riley she is a wrecking ball. She will literally lift up the caution tape, walk out. What I worry about is with the inflatables, you know how you have like the little very skinny like string that comes off of it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that tripping at night, on it. yes. You can't see them. It's sure, yeah. like I've been prone to yes, trip I've over those things. Well. And I'm worried about her just like sprinting around because at this point, Eric, I've got like nine, ten inflatables yeah. that are sprinkled around my front yard. Yeah. So I'm like, what do I do? do this year do you have any advice did you ever like navigate that with your kids when they were that young
1: i do remember we used to have a snowman like it was made sort of of wire it was like mm. kind of a hollow wired snowman but it was big it was like five feet tall okay and i do remember sophie when she was little wanting to like poke at it and stuff but we didn't have a ton of them okay and so with sophie we really would just be like eh, hey, don't touch it and it was Plus, just one were in to New work York for most of the time they when were young when she was right? real little yeah yeah, because I guess we, live, we were in New York for Sophie when she was like two and three, and then with Miles when he was two and three, we were
0: there. So I should move to New York. Yeah, what that's you're what you're telling do. me. Thank All right. In New York.
1: Babe, I know you're listening to this. We're Just moving so you to know, New York.
0: I, uh, I've got us a broker. Yes. Uh, we're getting an apartment in Midtown. I don't know how that's going to affect the rest of the season. We'll but, do it but, you'll you can be on the I'll uh, be on the screen, on the screen over screen. here yeah. no we're not gonna move. i just gotta figure it out so anyone who's listening out there if you've navigated having a lot of decorations in your front yard and a very curious two three year old who wants to get into everything how did you is there
1: anything do that? is there anything you could do to telling her you know that Santa's watching and like he doesn't this is the Christmas cheer and we don't want santa <laughs> to like you know, see that we're messing with Christmas cheer that she would listen to or not. I I don't think she gets like the
0: naughty nice right sort of thing. Like I was trying to have a conversation with her that was like reasoning with a human yesterday. Right. But then as I'm talking, I'm like, I said to her, I was like, I know you have no clue what I'm saying. <laughs> you don't understand right. what I'm trying to say. Because this is another thing that happened yesterday. I was doing something in the kitchen and I look out into the living room and I see her standing on something round in the middle. And I was like. What is she standing on it's a vinyl record oh geez and i was like how did you where did you get this from because i'm looking at my stack of vinyl they're all sealed right i realized she opened the record player oh, the turntable wow. had pulled it off and was standing on my amos lee record just <laughs> oh, sucking on gosh. her thumb watching peppa pig <laughs> and i was like we don't that's do these
1: things <laughs> that's amazing so
0: when you say like reason with her like sure, sure. santa's watching she'll probably be like
1: santa yay right, yeah. <laughs> Have I ever told you my theory on two year olds? You know, how people say the terrible twos? So think about this. Yeah. Because I always, I I feel like I'm a very empathetic person. I always try to put myself in somebody else's shoes. And so with two year olds, and people always say, you know, the terrible twos, and they're so crazy, and they yell, and they scream, and everything. If, think about if you, if all of a sudden I dropped you into a German family, Mm. and you don't speak a lick of German. Right. And you lived there for two years, two full years with this family. (laughs) And you never really picked up on German. (laughs) You maybe got a word or two, but you don't speak German. And you're just trying to say like, hey, can you pass the salt? Like something very simple. And wouldn't you get frustrated easily if you were living with people and they couldn't understand you? And you're like, I've been here for two years. Pick (laughs) up what I'm saying for a change, right? And so then you see the sort of rage that could develop. And then you see why two-year-olds can have these big temper tantrums. Because they're like, why don't you understand me? I've been around you for a long time. Yeah. So when you think about it through their eyes, it makes a little bit it's of
0: It's a great point. I just don't get what she's communicating with sure. taking a vinyl record off of a player and standing it on it. It looks like a stage. It does look like a stage. And, you know, in her defense, we did get this gift for her, her birthday recently that are these, like, round disc things that you can, like, stack where you're supposed to, like, walk across them right, right. to, like, work on balance and yeah. stuff. So it does look very similar. Now, how she knew... She's not even tall enough to to see see inside the record player. So I'm literally pacing around. I was like, how'd you get to this? And I was like, oh, you opened the record player, (laughs) picked this up and said, this looks like something fun to stand on. So I said to my wife, I was like, I need a couple minutes. (laughs) And I just walked to the back of the house and caught my breath. We never had to deal with this with Emerson. Yeah, You could put her alone on the play mat for like five minutes, never an issue. So that's why as we get ready
1: for this holiday season... I'm having to look at it in a totally different. Do you way. do you have to do the same thing with your Christmas tree that you can't put ornaments like at a low level? Never had to you, deal with it before. Because but. like, there's people who put like cat Christmas trees where they right. only have ornaments from like the mid level up. Right. Because anything lower than that, cats are gonna like knock down.
0: You know what I need? You know how they have those like Christmas tree collars? Have what you seen you? those? Are like the metal things? Yeah, that yeah. yeah. So, they like a skirt. They have yeah, like the a yeah, collar. Yeah. I need one that's about three feet tall. Right so like she can't climb up it yeah. it's like slick on the outside so if she tries to she's sliding on it just to back get... it's like a it's like an obstacle on like double dare <laughs> that's what i want to turn my christmas tree oh into gosh, this okay. holiday season so i'll keep you posted yes. as you know in the coming weeks because you know i like to start decorating yeah. early so that's coming very very soon and yeah. hopefully fingers crossed it's Everything survives.
1: I'm sure it will be. I'm sure it will be. And if I've it
0: doesn't, I'll bring photos and videos to yes. show you, and we'll post on the Instagram.
1: Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> we'll say, look what Riley did. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, Eric, it's going to um, be fun. Should we do a review? Because I think Let's we got do a Let's do it. Yeah, we got a we new review that, that came review. in. Let's see here. I'm yeah. going to read it for us Here.
0: something we love to do here on the show. Uh, If you're a new listener, you're a longtime listener, uh, you know, we like to share the reviews that people will post uh, on our Apple podcast page. So if you're listening on Apple right now, just scroll down, tap on those five golden stars. You can leave a review or if you're listening on Spotify or iHeart or wherever you like to listen to your podcasts, you can send us a DM at Christmas Countdown Show on Instagram or email us kringle at christmascountdownshow.com and you could have your review read in 183 countries around the world.
1: This is true. I'm laughing already because Are you, you know it? how. Well, I'm reading the name, okay. the the uh, screen name. Uh, so the first line of the review says, "Hi, my name is Jude." Yes, but Jude's <laughs> screen name is. Let's see if I can pronounce it. It's G Y H G H H H H F U U U G R H R U U R. Do you think Jude now
0: now here, let's pull back the curtain. So Jude has left a review before. Yes. But never left their name. Yes. It was always Gehergena Fergna. Yeah. And I like to like imagine that like Jude maybe is all narcoleptic and like passed out when they were making their <laughs> username. <laughs> Fell onto the keyboard. And they woke up and were like, All right, whatever. I, I just guess that's enter. my screen name now. Yeah. But I guess after all these years of us calling Jude Gehergena Fergina, Jude decided I should probably let Let's them let know them my, real
1: name. my name. Yeah. Is. I love it. All right. So uh, it's a, the title is No Words Can Describe How Great This Show Is. And Jude left us five golden stars. Yeah. Thank you very much. She says Hi, my name is Jude from Fort Worth, Texas. I love how much love and joy these two guys bring to everyone who listens to this podcast. Before I started listening to this show, I thought no one could love Christmas more than I did. Little did I know that there were these two guys. (laughs) So... One day, I'm just looking for a Christmas podcast in October of 2021. By the way, my family thought I was crazy for looking for one at that time of the year. And I scroll upon the Christmas countdown show. The cover looked so inviting. So I thought, hmm, why not? (laughs) And I've been hooked ever since. And every year, I plan to put my tree up on July 5th. Whenever I listen to this show, it doesn't matter how bad of a day I have or anything. I turn on this podcast and I am automatically... Happy. Aww. Keep doing what y'all are doing. It's great. And if you stop, I'll probably cry. And of course, five golden stars. Yeah. P.S. I pronounce it onion.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: That's wrong. the best part of the review. Jude, you're wrong.
0: I'm uh, sorry.
1: But you're wrong. That's amazing.
0: Oh, Jude.
1: It's clearly hey, spelled O I G G N O. Oh, my gosh.
0: If you have no idea what Eric is talking about, or what Jude is talking about right now, go back and listen. I think it was season one. It was our top ten foods. I think
1: so, yeah. Countdown. And yeah. we were
0: talking about... Um, we we talk about French onion Green soup? bean casserole. Oh, green bean casserole, yeah. And you're like,
1: and they sprinkled a the little... The green, the green onions.
0: Onions. And I said, wait a second. Wait, can we go back a second? I said, how do you pronounce onion? And Eric said... Onion. And, and it G. became one of one of our like most iconic yes. moments, next to the Michael Buble moment yes. that happened season one. Yes. So if you're new, go back, Michael get caught back up, back go up. back to season one. There's so many iconic moments. Uh, I don't know why I went with that. Exactly. It just in my heart, Very I wanted French. to say it. Yeah, you were talking about French onion soup. Sure, sure. You just led me down that road, and yeah. that's about the only French thing. Did
1: I tell you that I took French in high school and why I took it? No. So in high school, you had to take a foreign language and i took french because i loved the movie little mermaid and i loved the french chef yes and so the first day of french class in high school freshman year they taught us you know bonjour je m'appelle my name is and then say your name yeah so we went around the room and everybody's like Bonjour, je m'appelle Jennifer. Bonjour, je m'appelle Stephen. Whatever. Yeah. And then once it got to me, I was like, Bonjour, je m'appelle Eric. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. And I did this big <laughs> laugh. And the whole class laughed really hard. And the teacher kind of rolled her eyes like, OK, very funny, very funny. And then I was like, yes, got him. And then I realized I was in French class for the next two years, <laughs> all for that one joke. <laughs> and then I had to take French for two years. And Have you retained really any of it? Barely, literally barely any. Like, Did they say onion?
0: And were, they do. They say onion. Oh, so it's just like it just got ingrained it's into in your brain. Yeah, yeah. your but I, I
1: said that well before French class.
0: Because of that chef the that chef, you yeah, the Creole you love. chef. The Creole chef. Yeah, yeah. Amazing. Oh, I love that moment. It always makes me smile. And I love that people will always reverence it. Like yeah. we had somebody sent or posted, I think, on the private Facebook group a recently a picture of I don't know what that it device was, like, was. I can tell you,
1: it was like a. I'm it's like a it steamer. Almost, yeah, like a crock pot kind of thing,
0: almost. I don't. It looks ceramic. Yes. And it looked like something that I think maybe goes
1: in your microwave. I'm not a hundred percent sure. It was okay. I have. Can it right you find here. it? Yep. It's okay. Right here. It's yeah. It's like got a ceramic bottom and then like almost a glass top. Yeah. And it's it looks like it is a French uh, item. And it's Joy MSC, and it says God Ognon, and it is a Permet de voir les fonchers. What does that mean? I don't know. Conserve le restaurants de onion, fra- fringes, Oh, it like keeps the odors of an onion. So you would put an onion in there if it was chopped up, and then you didn't want the onion odors to get out. That's ah. what I'm guessing, because it has odors at the end there and I'm thinking but regardless it's spelled O-I-G-N-O-N I I know I know there it is folks
0: you reading that reminded me of when uh, um, uh, Peter McAllister in Home Alone 1 he's like on the phone he's like trying to like speak French, speak French yeah. he's like, Un-gue-la. like <laughs> yeah, <it was laughs> that's what it very, me very of. bad. French. Um, which is great considering that we're talking about Christmas characters today. Um, but before we get to that countdown, we speaking of that Facebook group where that person posted that. Uh, we do have a private Facebook group for all of you Christmas lovers around the world. And if you want to join that, all you have to do is go to patreon.com, look up Christmas countdown show, or there's a link in the episode notes. Not only are you going to get tons of bonus content, I think there's, like 10 bonus episodes already ra- waiting for you on the Patreon. But you'll also get to be a part of this private Facebook group. Very people, active Facebook super group. Super active. Uh, we'll do like live events with those people. We like to send out a little welcome merch packet to everyone who signs up. So if you're looking for some extra festive cheer, mm-hmm. some goodies this holiday season, that's a good way uh, to do that. If you sign up at the highest level, you even get a discount for all this merch we're mm-hmm. talking about here today, which yeah. is uh, pretty, pretty sweet. Um, so next up, Eric... Um, This is a very exciting week.
1: It is. We should say, well, let's pull back the curtain a little bit. I don't know if this is where you're going with this. Okay. But today, actually today, is October 16th. It is. As we're recording this. It is. Which is the day that... Season three is dropping. It is. So it's very, is this where you were going with this? Sort it of? wasn't, but <laughs> I'm going to hop on that, that train, baby, and let's,
0: let's ride it. Yeah. I love it.
1: But it's a very exciting day for us here because season three is dropping. So hopefully you've already listened to episode one. But if you're yes. somehow jumping in at episode three, welcome. welcome. Go back to um, episode one. Go listen to all the seasons before. But we're very excited because now it's back out in, in the public. Yes. I have to confess something. Yes.
0: Sometimes I will say things on this show like this is an exciting week. Yeah. As like a transition point, sure.
1: But I don't really know, know where, you're where going. I'm going with it. Ooh, isn't that the worst? Isn't I it? I did a <laughs> I did a press for I was doing hair in Michigan at the okay. Barn Theater. And uh me and this guy, another actor named Eric Parker, we went to go do like the morning show where you know they do a little segment, yeah. and we're talking about come see Hair at the Barn Theater from you know whatever June to July, and they asked me what the show was about, and I I'm usually pretty good in press. I can <laughs> I I'm good with the talking points. I know what to do. For some reason, I got into that place that you're talking about. Yeah, and they were like, so tell us what Hair's about, and I was like, well, it's about there's. So there was a war, right? And then the war, people didn't like because there was a lot of... Here's the thing. There's a lot of songs because the 60s were a a time... (laughs) You just have to realize that and I just like could not grasp a thought. You kept starting a thought. Yes. But you didn't know where to go. And I didn't know where to go with them. And I just was like floundering. And I remember like as I'm saying this, slowly turning to the guy, Eric, the other Eric sitting next to me, who's a little bit older than me. Yes. And like being like, help me. (laughs) And he just looked at me like, Good luck, brother. (laughs) He's
0: like, here's your paddle. (laughs) Yeah. Keep on rowing. Yeah. It's the white room. The white room. Absolutely. As they call it it's only happened to me like really going to the white room once in my life. And you're probably much more familiar with it, doing yes. so much yes. stage is that I was doing, I got asked to fill in for one night of full Monty uh-huh. at a local community theater. Yeah. So I had like one rehearsal, and it was about an hour and a half before the That's show.
1: a near impossible ask.
0: Yes, it, but it was like one of those roles where like you have like a role, but then you're playing like seven other bit parts sure. throughout, so you got all these costume changes and sure. you got to inner left and stage right and all these things. I was playing Buddy Kino Walsh, who's like the real dancer guy sure, in, yeah. in the show. And so at the end of the show, like the guys finally put on their big performance, but Buddy shows up to cheer him on. I'm literally standing there with the script Off stage, right? Like trying to go, and so I go running out on stage, and my mind goes completely blank, and I have the first line in the scene. So I'm looking at everyone. I go, "Big night tonight, huh?" (laughs) Looking around like somebody help me, somebody help me, and they're all like, "Uh huh," looking at me, and I was like, "Woo!" So much excitement in the room, huh? <laughs> and, and finally, one of the guys looks at me. And goes, he has no idea where yeah. he's at in this script. So he skips ahead like eight lines, and I was like, "Thank all right, let's get God it going." Yeah, yeah. You, uh, it's a it's a <laughs> wild place to go, but all that to say, sometimes I will do that on this show, and it's funny because like we edit this show, sure. So like so you it, could
1: take a break, and I like could look, look at you and go, Eric. I
0: actually have no idea guys. to what yeah. to say right now, but instead we just like to be we treat real. it live. Yeah, we, we like to treat like it like it's yeah. live. Yeah where I'm going with this excitement yes. is that uh, something very cool has, has started with Hallmark Channel. Mm. Not just Countdown to Christmas, which is thrilling. 31 yeah. brand new holiday movies, which I'm so excited about. Um, but what I'm really thrilled about is they're doing this thing called Very... Merry giveaway. Yes. Which just started on Friday the 20th. So, for those who are listening to this on drop day, you can get in right at the beginning. Yes. Uh, And this runs all the way through Christmas Day. You can enter for a chance to win a holiday tour of London and Paris, plus daily very merry prizes. They're doing over 60 days of prizes Amazing. total what do you remember what the grand prize is it's pretty incredible it,
1: so the grand prize is that it's going to be a trip to london and paris Oof. during the holidays of 2024 that's incredible which i don't know the rules are we allowed to enter because i want to go to london and paris i
0: want to go so badly because you just went to england for the first time oh, i right? loved
1: it so much yeah. i did i talk about it on the show i don't remember Maybe I think it was our maybe during our bonus episode yeah, yeah, yeah. you were talking about the new jacket. Yes, yeah, that yeah, yeah you got yeah. Yeah. but I did go to London for the first time with my wife and just adored it immensely. And I could see I could picture it at Christmas time. Oh, like, oh my gosh, this is already magical. Right. But if you put some twinkly lights up and a little bit of snow on the ground and a chill in the air, <laughs> Oh, Oxford and Regent Street, when they are decked out for the holidays, it is unreal. All those like little alleyways because they can do all the lights just sort of like going between them and stuff. It's really cool. Well, somebody is going to
0: win. Yes. In this very merry giveaway, and here's the thing: it's not just the grand prize. Like we were saying, they have uh, sixty days worth of prizes. They're going to include Hallmark Channel products, uh, you know, partner prizing from you know the various brands that Hallmark Channel works with. There's just going to be so many merry gifts. So you're going to want to go to HallmarkChannel.com. I'm sure if you even just go into Google and look up "very merry giveaway Hallmark Channel," it'll take you directly to it. We'll post the link, yeah, um, in the episode notes as well because it is a season of giving and. And here's the thing, who doesn't love winning yeah. stuff? And especially we when we it's give free. So
1: much. When do we get?
0: Yeah, and if you're the <laughs> one who wins the London and Paris like package, you're going to get to go with the holiday season and now Eric's giving you all these tips yes. for things you can do. Now, imagine pictures walking down like Regent Street or Oxford with the Christmas lights twinkling overhead or standing in front of the Eiffel Tower with like a Christmas sweater on and you didn't even have to pay for the trip. I Amazing. Mean, that sounds like a dream. Yeah. So let's give it up for Hallmark Channel yeah. for doing something like this. Like, we applaud ourselves when we give away, like, magnets. Right. They're, <laughs>
1: they're giving, giving away <laughs> trips plus 60 days of prizes.
0: Oh, my gosh. They're incredible. Yeah, we we love what they are
1: doing so much. We need to find out if we can yeah. enter. Because I know, like, if, uh, on, like, a radio station, they'll be like, if you – if you're a family member of yeah. somebody that works on the radio station you can't enter but we don't work for hallmark that's true we work with hallmark We collaborate with. we them. collaborate with them so yeah. I, we need to actually but i can think you we, imagine we won oh my gosh that'd be amazing but could you imagine like what oh, people yeah. would think they'd be like oh, oh these guys the won." of
0: course random winners are eric and danny how funny <laughs> what what an awesome opportunity that hallmark channel is presenting uh so get over to HallmarkChannel.com, check out the very merry giveaway
1: yeah and if you win something let us know and send it to us. Yeah. We'll give you our PO box <laughs> if you're
0: looking for a plus one for your yeah. If you win London something that us. you don't
1: really want, you can just send it over to us.
0: We'll take it, we'll show it on the yeah. show. Uh, and while you're at it, make sure you check out Hallmark Channel's Countdown to Christmas with brand new movies every Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Three new movies uh, coming yeah. this weekend, which I'm super excited about. Love the kickoff this last weekend We're checking it twice. I, I've watched it twice. Nice already. I checked it out. Twice and really, really uh, enjoyed it. And I, I feel like I really want to practice my like ice skating now. So I can be a little bit more like Scotty Briggs, yeah. you know.
1: Well, we did a little bit of ice skating. People would have seen our, our little reel at this point. So yes. we can talk about it.
0: That's true. We did just put up a new reel on our Instagram. Uh, speaking of Hallmark Channel, we collaborated with them. Eric and I talked about our top three quintessential moments yeah Yeah. and so we don't want to spoil too much but go to our instagram check that out or go to hallmark's instagram because it's there uh as well to um to check out so um next up eric i bought you a gift what
1: you know this early why not gosh now i feel bad i don't have anything for you you know
0: i am in the season because this very merry giveaway i'm just like well if hallmark channel is giving stuff away i want to start giving stuff away too so this is something that i've seen before okay but never, for some reason, I've never pulled the trigger. And I think mostly because by the time I get to this venue to purchase it, they are sold out. Okay. But I happen to be at this venue mm-hmm. on the day they came out. Okay. And that venue... Have no idea what you this have no. Is. I'm being, being very vague This right is good. Um, I think this is something you're really going to like. This okay. feels like an Eric thing. All right. All right. I don't have it wrapped. That's all right. So close your eyes. All right, here it comes. My eyes are closed. All right, put out your hands. All right, my hands are up. All right, here we go. I'm going to put it in your hands. Okay. What do you think
1: it is before you open your eyes? What do you it's think it is? It's a box. It is a box. It's a box. Yes. And it's skinny. So yeah. I'm going to guess ornament. Okay. All right, I'm opening my eyes. All right, open your eyes. All right, here we go. Let's see here. The White House Historical Association Christmas Ornament 2023. Yes. Oh, sweet. This is the official White House Christmas Ornament. Yes. Oh, my God. Isn't that cool? Oh, my God. Oh, look at that thing. And it is beautiful beautiful right okay that's one of the prettiest ornaments i've ever seen and i'm not exaggerating that is awesome it is uh the shape of a wreath yes but it is very multi-layered and it has you know classic sort of like gingerbread men and ornaments and doves and stars uh and little toy soldiers do i see a toy soldier no i saw a gingerbread man yeah um but it says Christmas 2023, the White House, and it comes in this very snazzy box. Awesome? Now, where did you buy this? Did you go to D.C.? Yeah, I was like, you know what? Like, I'm just going to hop you a plane there? to D.C. to the White House to go pick up an
0: ornament. No, uh, I was at the post office. Oh. So the post office sells these, uh, these White House Historical Association ornaments, and they do a brand new design every single year and it's registered if you open up the top of the box look at on the back side of the top of the box i saw that you can go to whitehousehistory.org and you can register your ornament specifically now how many of these do they make i don't know but i feel like i've heard of people like who are really into collecting these Mm -hmm. and uh, and they sell them like right up on like the counter when you go to like you know you wait in that really long line and then you get up there um they had these out and like the display was full and i was like i said do, are these new? She goes, yeah, they just came out. And I said, do they sell fast? She goes, yeah. If you want one, you should buy it today. Um, so I bought one for you and I bought oh, one yeah? for me. And I love flip over. Do you see the back of the ornament? Yeah. It's got like I don't know what this, like uh, like troop fifteen. There's a dog on there. There's a forty eight. Um, there's just a lot of cool old like logos, which I feel are like nods to previous, um, you know, presidential. Uh, you know what I'm guessing? Individuals, yeah.
1: It says because this one came with a whole thing about Gerald Ford. Oh, and so I'm guessing that 48 Gerald Ford played uh, football at Michigan. Oh, so I'm guessing his so this number is a was nod 48. To Gerald Ford. Maybe he was in Troop 15. Okay, he was the president during the bicentennial. Yes, uh, he must have had a dog, and then it has a little image of the USS Gerald R. Ford.
0: You know what this gives me the opportunity to do? What's that? Is my first mediocre impression of the season.
1: Do you have a Gerald Ford impression? It
0: is not Gerald Ford. Do you remember when Dana Carvey would do, It was it uh, Tom Brokaw yeah. on SNL? Yeah. And he would, he would always go, Gerald Ford, dead to die.
1: <laughs> that is pretty good.
0: Or Gerald Ford, attacked by wolves.
1: That is, that is pretty good, Danny. You've you, had some questionable. That, uh, that one was, that one was that good. One? I like that Was good. It's the one he goes, dead to die. Like you. Yeah. Gerald yeah. Ford, dead today. That's my Dana Carvey doing. That's pretty good.
0: Tom Brokaw.
1: You know, uh, we have some friends who bought the Gerald R. Ford uh, estate in Palm Ooh. Springs, and they refurbished it. And it was actually just in uh, the Wall Street Journal. They were talking about how they oh these gosh. these two guys are big architectural uh, restorers. Okay. Uh, our friends Bill and John. And yeah, they bought the they bought the house from the Ford family, so it was literally built for Gerald Ford and Betty Ford. Um, So there's like little enclave on the house for Secret Service because like and they have like little weird phone lines that go to different stuff. That's incredible. And so they, uh, but it had only been owned by the Fords, and then they bought it and restored it, and it's a beautiful, beautiful property. I have one question about it. Yes, was it build Ford tough? Yes, (laughs) (laughs) that was good. Very good, Danny. I, I even blew
0: it because I said "build." I didn't even say "built." Built. Was it build? I got, I
1: got what I got. What? You're I saying.
0: was so excited for it that I didn't even think about the words <laughs> I was saying. Oh goodness! Hilarious. All right, shall we? Uh, shall we get to the countdown?
1: Does it yeah. feel? Like- oh wait, we have Let's a, game. Do a game.
0: Yeah, we had a Chris game. A Chris game has got a game for us. Hey, Chris.
1: Hey, Chris Sisley, live from Brooklyn.
0: Can we give it up for Chris's shirt real quick? I think That's he's. Sense. I think it's like
2: a Duncan's toy
0: chest and Central Park.
2: Yeah. Do you want me to show you? Yeah. It's, yes. Uh, show it. Show it off. It's um, it's some old Christmas time in the city merch that we made a few years ago. Dude, that is awesome. Nice. Duncan's yes. toy chest
1: and Central Park and Rockefeller Center and the Plaza Hotel and Uncle Rob's house. Very yes. good little Home Alone two
2: reference there. I love that. Oh, lost in New York, baby. <laughs> I am currently lost in New York as well. <laughs> at least mentally. But yeah, we have a game. We're going to be playing a game today. And so, here's the thing with these games. I uh play games with a lot of different countdown podcasts and stuff like Disney and theater we did. And we have these fun names for these games. And I figured we would try to do a name for this one as well. And I think I already know what it's going to have to be, unfortunately. So it's <laughs> not really much of a <laughs> discussion. So this is going to be the backwards movie line game, essentially. Okay. And so f- starting with uh, theater countdown, we, start- we started calling this type of game... Uh, Yardorb, which is Broadway backwards. Yeah. And then <laughs> for a Disney Countdown, we started calling it, what did we call it, Danny? It was. Uh, Denson? D- Yensid. Dens- Yensid. Okay. Which is Disney backwards. Yeah. Sure. And so I have a feeling that this game is going to have to be called uh, Samskirt or Samcert. <laughs> yeah, Sam-sirk, I think so. Which is just Christmas backwards. Yeah. <laughs> Samskirt. That's pretty good. Sa- Sa- Sam. Sam-pt? Sam? Sam? Sam. Sam, with a silent Sam-t- T, I'm assuming, like the. S- General South Chicken, I guess. But. Sam, Sam's. Sir, Sam, Sir, Sir, Sam, Sirk. Sirk. Sam Sirk. Sam Sirk. Sam Cirk. Sam Cirk. Sam Cirk. what Sam, Sam, Sam Sirk. Samt Cirk. Cirque du Soleil. Yeah, like <laughs> Sam Cirque du Soleil. Absolutely. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> oh, so amazing. We're gonna, be, we're gonna be playing a backwards movie uh line game essentially the way it works is i went ahead and uh found a bunch of popular christmas movies and found some really fun lines from those movies i guess it's not just movies there are some like tv specials and stuff in there Mm. but uh yeah just a bunch of cool lines from different christmas content and i'm going to be playing them in reverse and it'll be your job to go ahead and tell me what the Movie is, but you have to say the movie in reverse, not oh actually goodness. like bur bur bur, but you have to say the words in the reverse gotcha. order. Gotcha. Unless it's a one-word title, in which case you would just say it. Maybe try to say it backwards if sure, you can. Sure. Okay. But, Fair. Yeah.
0: Now we know that the the music version of this you're a I'm pro. pretty good at,
2: it, but I'm wondering
0: if that's going to transfer, transfer over to words. We'll see. Your brain can
1: think that way. It faster does. Than mine. So
0: I usually think about the end of our episode first, and then I work my way. <laughs> backwards
1: that, then this makes sense this makes perfect sense all right well let's <laughs> let's hear it chris
2: now should we do it one at a time or do you guys just want to raise your hand and I win, think, uh, we'll you jingle know. jingle yeah we'll you got some it. jingle bells over there and i'll tap my mug how about that sure all right here here's my ding ding and that's mine and that's all right his here jingle we go jingle all right let me here we go here's the first one what do you think? It is Street 34th uh on Miracle. Street 34th on Miracle is correct. But
1: you're a very good yes. That's the girl I'm who's in Mrs. Doubt.
0: Yes, out. I was like, who's I was trying to pick apart the kid's voice, and part of me is like, it kind of sounds like Cindy Lou who. Yeah, but is it Ralphie? Nicely yeah. done. Nicely done. All right.
2: Here's the next one. <laughs>
0: it's Elf. What's the line though? Can you tell us? Uh, smiling's my favorite. I can play it for you.
1: I just like to smile. Smiling's my favorite. Oh, that was good, wow. dude. Very good. Woo.
2: All right, one, two, cool. one. cool. So moving on. Here's the next one.
1: <laughs> Girl, this.
2: Uh, what do you think? it's a long one vacation christmas lampoons national that is correct
1: save the neck for me clark oh it's yeah. cousin
0: eddie yeah. oh
2: nicely done these are short lines moving on yeah. to the next one here we go <laughs> what do you think christmas brown charlie a christmas brown charlie a is correct Charlie Brown, you're the only person I know
1: who can take a wonderful season like Christmas and turn it into
2: a... That's a fun one. This one's fun because it's like
0: you're trying to pick whose voice voice. that is and like put a face with the voice. Yeah,
2: this one's fun. Here's another one. What do you think? Grinch the...
0: Uh, There's more to it. What?
2: Do you want do you want to try it again just to fill it out a little bit? Think about who wrote it. Oh, Doctor Seuss doctor? Seuss's doctor? I think you're going on the wrong path there. Oh, Don't no. think about who wrote it. Think about the story of which and and what he did in that story.
1: The Grinch who stole Christmas?
2: Yes. Is that what it is? Uh Christmas stole who Grinch the. I'm gonna give it to you. That sounded sounded probably right. but I'll give it to you.
0: What did <laughs> who feel they say?
2: It's so long
0: if that the the title.
1: What's the official off. title?
0: It's Dr. He's Seuss's died. How of the Grinch Stole Christmas.
2: I just have it as How the Grinch Stole Christmas, but oh. I mean, I guess you can add on who wrote it. I suppose. Sure. Sure. All
1: right. Well, was, we knew. We knew that. You knew. nailed it. Yeah. Got right. it. You got it. You're up three to
2: two. Sweet. Next but who's keeping
0: score? <laughs> <laughs> Whoa
2: i play it again. That was a fast one.
0: Ooh. I mean, I feel like I just want to take a guess. Do it. Is it going to be Life Wonderful uh, It's? That is incorrect. <laughs> play it one more time. Sound like an old man. Absolutely. I don't know. <laughs>
2: I'll play the right answer then Here we go
1: You'll shoot your eye out kid Oh Oh, (laughs) Christmas story Oh that was yours That was
2: good That was a good
0: one
1: I really couldn't place that I was like
0: it just sounds like an old man So that's why I was like I'll just go with What's ironic is that I thought it sounded like an old man Yet I didn't go with a movie that features the old man (laughs) 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 Ironique He's
1: going with ironique people (laughs) It's new and it's here to stay. Isn't it
0: ironic?
2: <laughs> Moving on. Here we go. Oh. Jeez, that's really funny. That's my favorite, I think. <laughs> Will Actually, I play you. it again? <laughs> <gasps> what? what? what?
0: Oh, no, 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 no.
2: Can you do it one yeah. more time, please? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> One. So it would be uh,
1: forward. It would be like one. Uh, one. What's one backwards? Nuage. Now? now. Now. Oh, something, something.
0: Now. I want It doesn't sound like Uncle Frank, but I'm thinking of the line where he's like, "Look what you did, you little jerk." But that's not it. Yeah. Because there's no k sound in yeah. there. Yeah.
1: Uh,
2: one more time, Chris. Yeah. Absolutely. One. One. Oh this God. one is pretty hard. One. I mean, it's, it's, yeah. <laughs> is it uh, like an obscure Christmas movie? It's pretty mainstream. Do you know what it is, John? I kind of feel like I'm hearing Hans, and we just talked about whether that's, that's closer right. than you think. Honestly, not. You're not hearing Hans, but you're hearing maybe his cousin. I guess that's probably the biggest hint I could probably give you at this Hans? point. Hans? Wait. From
1: one. Oh, that <laughs> sounds
0: like Arnold Schwarzenegger too, doesn't right. it? it? Sure does.
1: Oh, oh, oh Jesus! Jesus, dang it! Uh, what do you think? W- uh, way the jingle, all- th- way the all jingle.
2: Uh, Put that cookie that down. Yeah, yeah, now. yeah, Now, now, now. Uh. you were right. <laughs> you like sounds like. Oh now. my god! I mean, we
0: should have known what the word. Yeah. Now, now, now.
2: now. Put the cookie down. down. Oh my god.
0: That's really funny. <laughs> that was, that was fun. good.
2: We have just like three more. We can push through these, I think. Here we go. Yeah. yeah.
0: oh she's wrong. Oh,
2: I got it! What do you think? Uh, Claus, Santa the. Topo that would be correct. Topo Name? Chris Kringle. Name? Santa Claus. Name? Père Noël, Babo, Natale. Pèrez Nicole. Topo Gigio. Topo Gigio.
0: <laughs> Which we uncovered was it was like a mouse, right? That was on the Ed Sullivan show. Is that who Topo Gigio was? He was like yeah. some Italian mouse, right? Yeah. I don't remember. I don't know. Is, is that right? Does anyone know? Anyone want that to... That is fa- true, yes. That is true. Okay. Yes. I was going to ask John That's to fact check That's why he did it in me. like
2: an uh, Ed Sullivan voice, I guess. Ah, uh, yes. Really two be more. sure. Control. Really be sure. All right, here we go. All right, two more. Here, here we go. Oh, I got it. I got it. I got it. I, mean, I got it. I mean...
1: Sounds very Russian. Alone home. Keep the change, you filthy animal. Keep the change, you filthy animal. Play it backwards one more time, though. That sounded like legit Russian.
0: Let's listen. I
1: mean, that like legitimately sounds like actual Russian speaking.
0: What's funny is if you watch Home Alone in Russia, that's probably what it sounds exactly. like in that moment. Yeah. All
2: right, one more. Last one. Uh, it's, what it's do you like think? Merry Christmas, you old yeah. savings alone. <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh Life Wonderful uh it's
2: Merry Christmas, you wonderful old building alone. <laughs> <laughs> that
0: was good. I say that all the time now because oh, of yeah. you. It's so good. Whenever I go to the bank, sure I wish Merry
1: Christmas, you're your old building, building loan. loan. Uh,
0: but I call it savings and loan because I had a bank account as a kid at home savings and loan. There you
1: go. Do you remember that bank? Nope. Yeah. Didn't have that
0: Yeah, <laughs> no, I think they were bought out. Yeah. By... That was a good anyway. game. Chris, that was a great game. Very, very good. Makes a noise for Chris we'll the out very in good. Brooklyn. I love um, the games. If yeah. you have a suggestion for a game that we could play here on Christmas Countdown, we would love to hear it. Again, you can DM us uh, on Instagram at Christmas Countdown Show or email us. Uh, all that info is down in the episode notes. We love including your guys' thoughts, your voices, your reviews on the show. So please uh, hit us up on Instagram and uh, via email at kringle at christmascountdownshow.com and you could have your game played
1: here right. on the show. Very cool. Uh, I think it's countdown time, Chris. Let's do it. (laughs) Love it. Okay. So as we said at the top of the show, we are doing top 10 Christmas movie characters. Yes. Now, here's a little caveat. Danny and I did do supporting characters in the past, and we challenged ourselves to not use any of those characters. That's true. So I will say that if I did my actual list, I would have some of those characters would be on this list. So you pulled them all I off. I pulled them all off. Oh, I only used. Okay. Uh, you you said I couldn't use,
0: but then you were we were texting last night, and you're I, I said your encouraged response, encouraged. So I led that. I was led to believe that that meant that maybe you were going to have some of yours on there, and so maybe I could keep mine on, but I could I I can remove the one that's the repeat. All right, okay. sure. I can do that. All right, great. Yeah. Okay.
1: Okay. Uh, so we're gonna start at number ten with me. Uh, in my number ten is a great character. Okay. Great character. I think that this character um, is a quintessential mom. Mm. Uh, and it's going to be from one of my favorite Christmas movies. It's from The Family Stone, and that's Sybil Stone, Ooh. played by the one and only Diane Keaton choice. in Family Stone. I just feel, A, I quote lines from her a lot. Um, I love whenever I see a picture of like Lisa pregnant, I always like say to my kids will be like, that's, that's you in there kiddo, which is like from the end of the movie, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Um, And I just think that she has such a strong sense of family and motherly sort of protection of Mm. her family. Um, She's obviously going through a lot in the film, um, but her sense of like wanting everybody to be there and be, Mm. to be together. And it doesn't matter if it's messy or if things go correctly or whatever. She just wants her whole family, all her kids to be back under one roof. And, I feel I just feel that so deeply and so mm. so much that I, that when I get older that I'm gonna want my kids and their families to be under our roof, you know, come Christmas time. Uh, so yeah, my number ten is gonna be Sybil Stone from The Family Stone, played by Diane Keaton.
0: So good. I'm so glad you introduced that movie so to me. You know, you talked about that season one, and I didn't watch it season one, and then last year. I finally I was like, you know what? I'm going to pay the 2.99 or whatever it was to rent it. And I immediately fell in love so with good. that film. So if anyone out there hasn't seen Family Stone yet, you don't maybe you don't think of it as a Christmas film. It's totally. It, it definitely is a Christmas film. And it just hits yeah. on all, all the feels, Emotional. It's funny. Yeah. It's intense yeah. at moments. Great, great, great film. Yeah. Um, all right. So I got to shift my list around okay. a little bit here. So can I tell you who I did have in there that I'm going to sure. take off now? Sure. Cousin Eddie. Sure. From Christmas vacation. I mean, he's just so, so good. Uh, Randy Quaid crushes it. All right. So, re slotting. So, I'm going to move up to number 10 now the conductor from Polar Express. It's a good one. Is it really good? Yes, it's very good. Very, very good. Okay. Then I'll just say a little bit about him, (laughs) just, you know, just in case somebody else wants to talk about it. But, you know, I I love, one, I love that Tom Hanks plays all these different characters in the story of Polar Express. but the conductor, what I love about him is that it feels like he knows so much that we don't. I feel like he has got his finger on the pulse of this, like, ultimate mission. Yeah. That, you know, even though all of the kids are included, it really feels like it's about our one the main, main yeah. protagonist. And all the ways that he sort of guides him, like, you getting on... You know, like, it's just like, it feels like he was brought into this kid's life to really be sort of the one who tests, like, are you going to make this decision and take this path forward, this this track as it were, or are you going to stay where you are and continue to doubt? And the way that he challenges him, but also allows the kid to make his own decisions. And I just, you know, there's that incredible line that I, that I want to call out, um, where he says, uh, seeing is believing, but sometimes the most real things in the world are the things we can't see. I just think it's such a, a beautiful line to me. It encapsulates the spirit of Christmas, right? Like, you know, the spirit of Christmas most of the time is something that you can't see. It's something that you feel. It's something that I think connects us to our own personal past, present, and future, but it's something that connects us to everybody's past present and future and you know i think life can be so hard sometimes you know and we've all lived through difficult things but having faith in the fact that like it is all gonna work out um even though maybe you can't see it right now because you're so clouded by all the crap that's going on in your life is that there is a brighter day ahead and keep the faith and surround yourself with people that are going to encourage you um, on that journey. I just I think he's a brilliant character. He has so many beautiful moments in the film, so that's why I got him at number 10, the conductor from
1: Polar Express. Uh, very good choice. You may be hearing more about him <laughs> later. Um, do you know what he does that is so great is he is like a really good teacher or a mm. really good director? Yes. In that he makes the kid feel like it's their decision, even though he's clearly shepherding them towards a decision. right. The kid has to make the decision, and like the best teachers, make you realize what the answer is without saying it to you. Mm-hmm. They know how to get you there. They lead you to water, you know. But when you have the ownership of like I made this decision or I figured this out, you just own it so much more. So it's yeah. beautiful. Great yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Um, my number nine is a fun one. I don't have too much to say about this one. I okay. just I just enjoy her um so it's from love actually and there's mm. so many great characters so many i i honestly went back and forth for a minute i was going to choose uh colin i think that's his name who's like the british guy who goes to america and he goes to he, wisconsin he goes to wisconsin and meets like all these hot girls <laughs> and his british accent just woos them yes he's a great character um obviously bill nighy is an amazing character oh, so as, good as billy mack yes um The manager is a great character. Hugh Grant is a great character. But I went with um, the character of Natalie, who's played by uh, Martine McCutcheon. Martine McCutcheon. Um, And she's the one who is, like, Hugh Grant's sort of, like, girlfriend. She's his secretary. Right. And then he kind of falls in love with her. And then there's that, like, super awkward moment where the president of the United States, played by Billy Bob Thornton, like, kind of hits on her. And he sort of steps in and is like, what are you doing? And... I just love their whole relationship and it's so British. Mm. Just the way that they're like so sort of self-effacing and and awkward and don't know quite what to say and he's sort of awkward and she's kind of awkward and swears (laughs) in front of him and stuff. It just is, it's so adorable and lovely and it has that kind of like innocence of Christmas Mm. love, you know, where it's like a new love that's happening. There's so many different types of love in in that movie, but that first sort of just flirtatious kind of like... Man, I really, I, I fancy this person and they fancy me, you know? Yes. Uh, so that's why I picked uh, Natalie, the secretary. Oh, she's so good. From
0: Love Actually. I love that little moment where, like, she's like down, she's in the office and she's like talking to some of the other staff members. Uh-huh. And you can't hear what she's saying, but she just does that thing where she goes, like, like, it just sort of like, I just spit it out of yeah. my mouth after yeah. she's just had that weird interaction with yeah. him in his office. And just the look she gives is so, yeah. so, so cute. Honest, yeah. Yeah, so, so well done. And love following their arc as well. Yeah. So great selection. I wanted to put some love, actually, people on my list, but I think they're, I think they might be in my 11 through 15. All right. It happens. It happens. All right. So next up for me is going to be a character that we so often, uh, we use this as a term to describe someone who doesn't like Christmas, who's like anti-Christmas. Sure. Scrooge. Yeah. But Scrooge has such an incredible Do you have a particular
1: Scrooge that you're choosing?
0: I mean you don't have to but I mean if if you were going to ask me to pick one
1: yeah
0: I think you know which one I would go with I don't I'm Michael Kine. I forgot yes yes it, it of would course. have to be Michael Kine. <laughs> Muppets yes uh in in Muppet uh Christmas carol I mean I just You know, you you so often think of, like, Scrooge as, like, this negative character, as, like, a villain in the story. But, like, Scrooge has been through some stuff. And, you know, we've all been through some stuff in our life. You know, we have heartache. We, you know, think that, like, this is the way you have to go through life to, like, succeed or to get by or to be able to provide for people. And you get so far down this road that you don't realize, like, how far you've gone down that road, you know. But then Scrooge realizes the errors of his ways and in the end becomes like the most Christmassy person yeah. you could ever imagine and I just I love that this idea that no matter you know maybe how far gone we think somebody could possibly be that there is still the opportunity for redemption yeah. inside someone that really what is at the heart of all humanity is goodness is community is love is compassion, and I think if someone who is as like jaded to the world as Scrooge is can still have Christmas spirit in their heart, then what does that say for all of us? You know, I mean,
1: I'd love to see what Scrooge's business if once he got an, a softer heart, yeah. if business went up. Because I th- I'd like to think that it did. I would that, imagine that so. Bob Cratchit was a happier worker, was able to crank out more stuff. Yes. And once you start to like take care of the people around you and not hoard all of the money. Right. I'm sorry 1%, we're coming for you. <laughs> <laughs> but if you just like, you know, divvy it out, everybody's happier and you make everybody'll make more money.
0: Everyone wants to work harder and show up. You know, I firmly believe that when you do things from a heart of love, that you're going to bear more fruit. Like, yeah, you may see some fruits of your labor by being stingy and counting every dime and looking out for yourself. But I think when you restrict yourself in that way, you restrict the ability to expand, yeah. right? It's whether it's money, whether it's your heart, your mind, whatever it is. And I think, you know, I think you're right. I would love to see a follow-up to the story of Scrooge is like
1: what ended up happening yeah. after he sort Scrooge of- too. Oh, Scrooge too. Let's do it. And how's that not happened yet? You'd think that because it really does feel like the jumping off point of a story. Right. You know, it feels like an origin story. So let's see what actually happens. Well, if there are any director, writer, producers out so there, if too. they can
0: write, you know, The Grinch 2, yeah. you can write Scrooge 2. We just want a small
1: 1%. A little that, cut. Just yeah. a little morsel. So. That's all we want. But anyway, number nine is going to be Ebenezer Scrooge for me. I like it. That is a, a strong choice. I love it. Um, I think if I had to choose a Scrooge, uh, I might go with uh, Scrooge McDuck, because <laughs> I I love the Disney Christmas Carol. So and, good, and it's kind of funny that he was Scrooge McDuck, but then stayed Scrooge like all through Ducktales and all that stuff. Which right, is kind of cool. Um, okay, so my number eight is that what I'm on? Right. Number eight, eight Yeah. Um, is I'm sort of choosing a two for, but I'll I'll really choose one, okay. and that's going to be the character of Santa in Miracle on 34th Street. Oh. So you have the uh, 1947 version, and then you have the like 1993 version. Uh, the 93 version had Richard Attenborough as Santa, and he was great, so good, very good. But if you look at that original Miracle on 34th Street, 1947, uh, the uh, car- uh, Santa is played by Edmund Gwen. Edmund Gwenn. That's Edmund right. Edmund Gwenn. Yes. But he's just the best Santa. Mm. He's short which I kind of love like he he feels like a jolly old elf, you know what I mean? Like he yeah. doesn't feel like a large man. I think sometimes we think of Santa as like this big, you know, I'm Santa ho ho ho. But I like that he's like a small just a larger elf than the rest of the elves, mm. you know what I mean? And he's got such a dense beard and he has that kind of like just total twinkle in his eye, which mm. is like really what you're looking for. I feel like he looks like the Santa that's on like the old Coca-Cola ads and yeah. stuff like that. Um, You have that classic scene where the kid like pulls on his beard and he's like, no, it's real. (laughs) I also like that Santa in that movie gets a little, uh, you know, a little intense at times. Like if people when he tries to, you know, deal with some bad guys and he has to hit somebody with a cane, you know, that happens. Yeah. Um, But uh, I I just love I love both of those movies. They're both so good. But if I had to choose one, I'd go with the uh, Edmund Gwen version of Santa from Miracle on 34th Street.
0: Are there any color
1: pictures of Edmund Gwen? Well, there's a color version, I think, of... Oh, did they, like... They, like, color- colorized okay. it, yeah.
0: Because it's always so wild to me, like, with black and white, you know, like, we... Be, like, the I Love Lucy show or whatever sure. it is that we we think of it as, like, black and white. So old, yeah. But, like, every single person who was in that room...
1: Lived it in color. Saw
0: it in yeah. this vibrant color, just yeah. like we're seeing yeah. it here today, which yeah. is so, so Did
1: cool. you know that when they did black and white, uh, that sometimes they would wear... I think it was red, because it would make... When they wanted it to look black, they would wear red, because somehow with the camera, the way that it took in light. Do you know, John? I, help me out here.
2: Yeah, red appears darker in black and white. Right. That's so, why they'll use a red filter uh, on the front of the lens to make the sky darker. So, yeah. yeah. Isn't
1: that cool? That's really, really yeah. cool. So we think of him as wearing, like, you know, like in the honeymooners, wearing, like, a black jacket as it comes from, from work, but it might have been, like, a red jacket because then so it looked wild. dark. Yeah. It would be really cool if someone did, like, a photo series of, like, iconic black and white
0: photos with like a color version of it, yeah, yeah, to be like, whoa! I always thought maybe that person was wearing a brown suit yeah, or whatever, yeah. and they're wearing red. That would yeah. it's just so shocking because cool. in your mind you think it's one thing. Yeah, uh, great selection. Um, I don't know if I've ever seen that version of the film, by the way.
1: The original, yeah. Oh, Danny, you I, know. Gotta I gotta see get on it. it. It's great. It's so lovely. And Natalie Wood plays the little girl, right? So I mean. Like young Natalie Wood, who would go on to do, you know, Maria and West Side Story and, gypsy, and, and right. uh, Rebel Without a Cause. Yeah. And, yeah, I gotta watch it. Yeah, okay, it's it's on it's my list, good. and
0: then I will report back. Great. in a future episode. All right, so number eight for me is gonna be Cindy Luhu mm. from The Grinch, and specifically, I'm gonna go with Cindy Luhu from the live action.
2: version the jim Jim carrey Carrey. yes so
0: that was played by taylor Momsen, um who many people know went on to be in spy kids 2 and gossip girl and i just discovered when doing some research about taylor Momsen that she is actually uh the lead singer of a band called the pretty reckless Mm. who have released four albums they are the first female fronted group to have five number one billboard singles whoa Isn't that wild? I want to hear something by them. I'm going to pull it up Uh, right now. Make sure you don't pick any of the ones with the explicit uh, lyrics in it. Um, But I just, what I love about Cindy Lou, who, this goes back to what we were just talking about Scrooge, right? Is like, if you don't give up on somebody, when you show your faith in somebody, when you show love to that person, I think it makes them tap into a different part of who they are. And everyone in town in Whoville is like anti-Grinch. Grinch Grinch is the worst person that ever was, but Cindy Lou Who's like, I think he's kind of sweet, you know? And I think that's, it's Cindy Lou Who that softens the Grinch's heart. Um, And how powerful that a town full of people could have like talked negatively about this person and poked fun at this person for all these years, ever since the Grinch was a child, but that just one act of love and encouragement can negate all of that yeah. negativity. And especially for a child to do it, to go and face what so many people say says is like a monster and just show up and smile and giggle around him and laugh. She changes the trajectory, not just of the Grinch, but the entire the whole town. town of Whoville. And let's just give it up for how cute that song is when she sings, Where Are You Christmas? Yeah. Slightly out of tune at some <laughs> points, but like... You're fine with it. Sure. Because she's so adorable. She, she's just so darn adorable. Um, I just, I love the strength of Cindy Lou, who I love her faith in the fact that there's goodness in everybody. I, I think it's something that we all could take on in our lives is, you know, we walk around and we're fed that like this person is a horrible person or those people are bad people or whatever it might be. It's like, maybe those people just need to have someone smile at them. Yeah. Maybe those people just need to have someone say like, I think you're great. Yeah. How would that impact them? And I think that's something that we all can can learn. Yeah. from Cindy Luhu. So that's why I got her at number uh, number eight.
1: I love it. Great selection. Um, you know what it reminded me of? Did mm. you see this whole story with Trey Turner and the Phillies this season? In- I, I don't football? know. I know okay. Trey Turner, and I'm I'm really upset yes, that he's not a sure. Dodger anymore. Yes, yes. But yeah. So there's this baseball player named Trey Turner uh, who played for the Dodgers for a little bit. Now he's with the Philadelphia Phillies. Yeah, and they gave him a huge contract, bunch of money, bunch of years. And once he got to Philly, he just started stinking it up and just, like, could not hit. And this guy was supposed to be really good. And he was great for the Dodgers, right? One of the best hitters in baseball. And just, like, could not hit. And so the Philly fans, who are, you know, tough fans, had been letting him hear it. And they'd been booing him when he was, you know, striking out and all this stuff. And it went on for about half of the season of this past baseball season. And then randomly, one day, one fan who must have had enough followers that it caught on, Said, and I can't do a good Philly accent, but he's like, you know, what we got to do, we got to get Trey Turner like feeling better. So how about today we don't boo him? Let's give him a standing ovation. Let's just see what happens. And so it got into the radio, and then the news picked it up. And so this one random game, like on a Wednesday afternoon or whatever, yeah. everybody when Trey Turner came up to bat, even though he's batting, you know, one twenty-five or something, like terrible, right? Stood up and cheered super loud for him. And we're like, we love you, Trey. We love you. Go get it. First pitch, home run. Oh, my gosh. And then his whole career, the the whole season took off from that point. Yeah. And it's so cool about like, what you're saying that, like, sometimes just a little bit of positive encouragement, mm-hmm. especially in light of a lot of negativity, can turn somebody around so much. And I, I thought that was such a cool baseball story, and it it's sort great. of reminded me of...
0: He doesn't want to be bad. No. He wants to He's earn that to good, money, yeah. and he wants you guys to be celebrating. Yeah. And I mean, like... You know, sports players, professional sports players are entertainers. Yeah. They want to bring joy. They love playing the game, but they love the roar of the crowd yeah. and knowing that like they brought some joy into at least for me. Like when I played sports, like knowing like getting a hit made my teammates happy or like my mom happy or whatever brought me joy as well. They don't, they don't want to be making $200 million and doing sucking yeah. like, no, they yeah. want to do great out yeah. there. And I think that's, yeah, great, great parallel. I love it. I dropped it. my phone.
1: Um, all right. My number seven, this is a character that is near and dear to my heart. Okay. Um, that's Ralphie Parker from Christmas story. Yeah. So we've talked about this before. A, I looked just like Ralphie when I was a kid. I had the glasses and everything. I just, I was about that same age when that movie started becoming very popular, uh, played by obviously the the great Peter Billingsley. Yeah. Um, yeah. Who's gone on to have a very interesting, like, producing career. He right. he works with Vince Vaughn's producing company, uh, and they do a bunch of movies. They were did Elf and everything, right? You know, and they have a Christmas podcast. They have a Christmas podcast yeah. as well. Um, but the character of Ralphie, I just, I'm sure it's because everybody said I looked like him when I was a kid that I was like, yeah, he's like me. But I I just felt so similar to him in that, like, I wasn't popular but i had a little group of friends and we were just always trying to just figure out our way through life right and you know when you're he's like trying to do good in school doesn't always do great but he's trying and like he just has such good intentions throughout the whole thing and he truly captures what it is to be a little boy mm. you know that's and there's different stages of a male's life but that stage of you know like six to 13 when you're just you're just a little boy yeah and like you just want to like run around with your buddies and knock stuff over mm-hmm. and like figure out life and you know you're not obsessed with girls yet you're just kind of going through life with your friends and and I just really felt like he captures that sense of boyhood, you know? Yeah. Um, And so, and I obviously love that movie, and I'm very excited. Uh, if you didn't hear last week, uh, I, I'm going to be playing the old man in the musical version of Christmas Story. And it's cool to sort of view Ralphie now through the lens mm. of the dad, you know, and what does that mean to me and how would I, you know, I'm sort of working all that out now as I'm you know, developing fun. the character. But yeah. Can we dive into that as the season sure. goes on, as yeah. you
0: like get into the Because you're starting rehearsals in a couple of weeks yeah. here. Yeah. And I think it'll be fun, you know, knowing that you connected with Ralphie so much as yeah. a kid that now you're playing the old man. Because you've dad, never yeah. played that no. role before, no. right? So it'll be fun to hear like what you're sort of
1: uncovering. Yeah. Like throughout the it's also interesting because that character throughout the movie is not necessarily like, Mr. Christmas right he's actually kind of grumpy and a little you know hard to nail down he kind of is living on his own you know line yeah Um, and But then at the end, when you see Christmas morning that he does really care and he gets him the rifle, you know, like that's that's when he sort of like brings it home. But it is interesting because I've played obviously characters that love Christmas before. Right. But playing somebody who's sort of indifferent to Christmas through most of the show is going to be a little bit of a challenge.
0: Oh, yeah. And I love in the the Christmas story movie that came out last year, how they sort of like brought it full circle and you see how much Ralphie really loved. Yeah. His father and like trying to write so that, yeah. you know, obituary for him, which just if you haven't watched sort of the what would you call it? What was it called? Christmas Story Christmas or something like that. Yeah, I that? think so. Yeah. If you haven't watched that, go look it up because it's so it's, it's it's beautiful and it really made me I think appreciate a Christmas story one, in, a, yeah. in a whole new totally. way. So so make sure you check that out this holiday season. Totally. Um all right. So number 7 for me is going to be it's got to be Scott Calvin. Yeah. It's a good one. It's so so good. I you know, Tim Allen was sort of like one of the dads yeah. of our generation. Yeah. You know, we had like Bob Saget on Full House, and then we had like Tim Allen. Uncle Phil on. You had Uncle friends. Phil, and then you had, uh, you know, Family Matters. Yeah. Um, Carl Winslow. Carl Winslow. Like yeah. he was just, those were like the dads yeah. that we grew up with. And Tim Allen on Home Improvement, I think, was yeah. one of those. So like him becoming Santa Claus. Makes sense. Just felt natural yeah. for a lot of us. And I and I love again, I feel like what I'm finding in in my list is like there's a lot of through lines of this person who's like living their life one specific way, you know, like clearly Scott cares about his son. Yeah. He loves Charlie yeah. so much, but he's a single dad and he's got a high-stress job and sometimes, you know, on the surface it can look like I think that that parents maybe are prioritizing their work over their children. Sure. And I don't know, you know, for our listeners out there, if you're a parent and, and work is a big part of your life, I want to talk to you right now because I struggle with that a lot. I go, am I spending too much time at sure. the office? I think even like producer Chris posted something on his Instagram recently, like, you know, the only people who are, will remember how late you were at work were your children. Yeah, And so I struggle with that because like, I want to be there for my children physically, mentally, emotionally, but I also know that like this world can be unpredictable mm-hmm. at times. And I want to provide stability yeah. for my family. And in the way the world is sort of like built is like,
1: you got to work to do that. You got
0: to work to do that, you know? And, and so, you know, I, I think Scott is one of those people who's like torn because yeah. he wants to provide but he also wants to be a dad, but like he's, but then there's this new family and he doesn't know where he fits into that, to that dynamic. And Neil's just so like, oh, shucks, like always has all the right answers. And so I love that, that they handpick Scott Calvin, yeah. you know, cause they know who he is in his heart yeah. and that he will be the perfect Santa. And so it's not just about, I don't think the story is just about him becoming Santa Claus and becoming the best Santa. I think it's about him becoming the best Scott. Yeah. And through him remembering what matters most to him, he then shows up better as a father. He shows up better as like a co-parent sort of situation. So I just love not just in Santa Claus 1, but all the way through the three movies and now the series, series, as you see, like he's discovered who he is, you know, and sometimes that takes time for us to unlock who we really are. And so I just, I love that journey. And plus he's hysterical. Like one of my favorite lines in the movie is when he's sort of getting into that first night and he's flying through the sleigh and he shouts out, he goes, Merry Christmas to all and to all a good night. And when I wake up, I'm getting a cat scan. Like I just, I, I think it's just such a hysterical <laughs> moment and it's so Tim Allen. Yeah. Um, so I, I love it. And I just think he's perfect as, as Santa Claus. So that's my number seven.
1: Love it. Good choice. Uh, my number six, last one of this countdown. Yes, because uh, we'll do the second half in the next episode. Yep, uh, is gonna be the conductor, uh, from Polar Express, which Danny had talked about. Um, I love that movie. We've talked about that movie a lot in the past. If you've never seen Polar Express, because some people have not seen it, because when it came out, the animation was in its early stages of yes. like cgi kind of animation and some people thought it looked creepy and that like you know <laughs> Tom Hanks' character looks creepy and that's sort of the common criticism that you'll hear of that film right if you can just get past that and look at the spirit of what the film is it's so lovely and if you've ever read the book did you read the book ever we had the book oh, growing yeah. up such and a what's beautiful so book. amazing is that the beautiful illustrations from the book really do get brought to life in the in the film. Right. Um, And this character that Tom Hanks plays where he's playing Santa Claus and also the conductor and also the train driver. And like, he just does all the, and the dad, you know, hobo, (laughs) the hobo, all those things. Um, It's so great. But that, that character of the conductor, like we were saying, the way that he has that all knowing sort of reserved, I'm going to let you make the decision and you figure out what this whole trip is about. He doesn't spell it out for the kid it's just so like old school. Like he feels like Mr. Feeney on boy meets world or something where it's like, you know, where it's like, he's just, he knows the answer and he's not in a rush to tell you. And he's not rushing you to figure it out. He's letting you figure whatever that truth is out for yourself in the course of time that is right for you. But he's, he's leading you down the path, you know? So, uh, obviously huge Tom Hanks fan, he just did such a great job yeah. in that film. So my number six is uh, the conductor from Polar Express. Tom Hanks is incredible. Golly. Do you ever just like think about Tom Hanks's career? Yeah,
0: and just go, wait, you were, you were. The conductor here, you were. Wounded. Well, think
1: about it. Go you from were... the beginning. You got to go with Tom Hanks. You got to go from the beginning. Starts his career with Bosom Buddies. Oh, where yeah. He's Great point. Doing yeah. a sitcom dressed as a woman, like to live in a, a sorority house, right? Right. So silly and madcap and over the top. And then he does Splash. It's still kind of a weird yeah. movie, but they're like, oh, maybe this guy can do movies. Then he starts doing like big. Yes. And then you're like, oh, he's a movie star. Then he has that like run of basically like Forrest Gump, Philadelphia. Saving Private Ryan, like, all three in a row. Right. Like, three of the greatest movies ever. And he, then after that point, he was like, "That he is our number one movie star. Yeah. He's so great.
0: And he just seems so kind and so accessible, mindful. but also feels like he has that quiet strength. Yeah. As well. Like, did you ever see that video of, like, where the photographers were, like, getting too close to his wife or yeah, something yeah. like that, walking through New York? And it was just like... You know, sometimes know that's that. what strength can looks like, yeah. you know, is, is that, you know, I think he was like, You're too close to my wife. Yep. And you just sort of like you talked about it like with Santa Claus, being yeah. like, sometimes the cane's gotta yeah, back yeah, people yeah. up a little bit. Yeah. And I feel like that's who Tom Hanks is in real yeah. in real life. So Great selection. Love it. Um, all right. Before I reveal my number six, if you guys are not doing so already, please make sure that you subscribe to the show wherever you are listening. Apple, Spotify, all the places. Smash that subscribe button, as we like to say. Uh, rate and review. Uh, leaving those ratings and reviews ensures that more people find our show and we grow this Christmas-loving community. We've got you know, nine weeks until Christmas, so let's Ooh. keep growing that community. Yeah. Let's keep building um, that momentum. And if you're not doing so, please make sure you follow us on social media at Christmas Countdown Show on Instagram tiktok threads uh you can follow us at xmas pod on the x and you can watch this video and so many others on our youtube page all the links are in the episode notes uh let's get to my number six yeah. shall we all right this is a character that i think i just discovered last holiday mm. season and that's klaus
1: yeah you know i thought klaus. About, i thought you might put this on there yeah
0: he's just so darn good yeah um you know again it's like i was looking at his name, as I knew, you know, we were getting to number six. And I was like, well, I feel like this is a very similar story again. You know, this person who is incredibly misunderstood yep. that lives up in this forest. And as we learn as the movie goes on, goes through this incredible heartbreak. I don't want to spoil it, you know, for anyone who might uh, watch this, but he's just this person that nobody knows in town until Jesper comes along, who's the new male person. And he's trying to just deliver as many letters as he can to get out of here that's his mission he's like I just got to deliver letters to get out of here and his motives are a little questionable but the journey that they go on together and that moment oh man it makes my heart so happy when they deliver that toy the jumping frog to the first kid and he's just Klaus is just standing there in the window watching the reaction of the child getting the joy out of playing with that toy and then how that just like ignites reignites as yeah. we find out this fire inside of him to create toys and and to do it for no other reason than bringing joy to give and i think when we truly give not to get anything in return just to bring joy to others it then gives back to us and it gives it's the most like pure exchange of energy i think that we can have as human beings is when you give for giving's sake and you give to To bring joy to somebody else and peace to somebody else. And I just I love that journey of Klaus. I I love his evolution as a character. And I also just love his acceptance of the way that things are. Again, I don't want to spoil anything, but the end of the movie is so beautiful. It I get choked, I'll get choked up thinking about it. Like what he does at the end of that film is just such a beautiful moment because you you learn what matters to him most and the sacrifice that he makes to uh be with the person he loves yeah. most is, is just it's so selfless and i think he's just such a selfless person and it's something i aspire to be is, is who klaus is um in that movie so if you've not seen klaus yet do yourself a favor uh just look for it it's out there it's a beautiful film it'll make your heart happy you'll laugh you'll cry you'll you'll feel inspired as as i am every single time I watched the film. And it's a good one. That's my number six. I
1: love it. All right, folks. That's going to wrap it up for this half of the countdown. So make sure you come back on Friday or if you're listening to this at Thursday. a later time. Thursday. You're right. Yeah. Thursday. Um, if you're listening to this later, just uh, check. So go to the next listening. episode. Next episode. <laughs> here we go. Uh, and we will do five through one of top Christmas movie characters. Mm. Uh, but as Danny said, we're nine weeks away from Christmas. That's so. Wild. Which is crazy, so start Rocketing. start doing your shopping, start yes. getting those lists ready to go, um, and we will see you on the next one, but we're going to close it out how we always do, by saying Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. We'll see you on the next one. Bye-bye, everybody. See ya.